0: Ladies
1: and gentlemen, it's HodgePodge time. Alright, cool. Welcome to another episode of the HodgePodge podcast. So today we have a returning guest because I know a lot of people like returning guests because they've heard about them before and they just want me to chit-chat about regular stuff, which I do anyways uh, on very first guests. Um, But today's returning guest is Carly Rogers. Um... She got a new single out, which I have debuted on here um, a few episodes back. Um, Her new single is Excuse. It's available on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your music, it's available. So, let's get this thing going. What we're going to talk about today is we're going to talk about favorites. Um, That's what I have in mind when I have returning people. The first time I want to hear about them, how they got their music, how they got into the business, such and such, etc., etc., Today, just returning guests usually want to hear the favorites, just to shoot the bull, sit down, just chat. Um, She's actually going to be on the phone because, guess what, I don't have the means to travel to wherever everybody's at. So that's why I usually do these over the phone. So if you're down with that, let's get down with these unofficial official sponsors and let's get over to Carly Rogers. Recorded from all over the globe here, multiple-time world champion, professional wrestler, the lead singer of Fozzie, and New York Times best-selling author, my favorite wrestler of all time, Chris Jericho, rocks the podcast world with Talk is Jericho, his unique take on all things pop culture and entertainment. Sit down with Chris as he interviews some of the biggest names in wrestling, music, TV, movies, comedy, and also the paranormal. All ages are welcome, no ID required. Just go to Westwood1 on your podcast wherever you get them, and also you can go to westwood1.com to see... Talk is Jericho. Church. My hero and mentor Bobby Bones has a podcast out, so he's going to talk openly about anything and everything. He's going to record the podcast from the comfort of his home where he brings in guests to chat on big comfy chairs. Now, this is a very good podcast for me because this is, how I, this is how I do my podcast. It doesn't write any questions. I like to keep it as real as possible because there's not many real people out there that do podcasts. They always have these questions that go down. Bobby doesn't do that. He looks at you, looks in your eyes, and says this. And that's how he does his podcast, and that's how I do mine. So go check out the BobbyCast. That's B-O-B-B-Y-C-A-S-T on iTunes. B-O-B-B-Y-C-A-S-T. The Bobbycast. Go get it now. My buddy Walker Hayes has a new album out. It's titled Boom. You can go get it now at Walmart, Target, wherever you're at. It's got the hit single You Broke Up With Me on it. It's got Craig. It's got Dollar Store. It's got Beckett. And my personal favorite, Shut Up Kenny. Here's a little excerpt from You Broke Up With Me from the album Boom. I got some coke in my bourbon, surfing. a room like Swayze. You no, know I ain't drunk, I'm amazed. let go get Boom out now. Alright, so I am sitting here with HPP alumni Carly Rogers. She is on the phone today. You doing okay, Carly? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you doing I'm making it. So, hey. before we get into the whole depth of the interview here. Um, I want you to go out and say anything about your new single excuse that maybe people don't know. Oh. Well, I
0: don't know if I explained it to you last time. Did I tell you how it was like what the when I had that idea come to mind? No. 'Cause kind of a story.
1: No but because well, when, when we first started, I don't even think that single was even in the rear view I know you had the, the one on Spotify available, and that's the only one that I know about.
0: Oh, wow, yeah. So, just to talk, so I wrote Excuse with uh, my friend Matt Wynn, and I had the idea that I was cooking a steak for my dog while he was on the couch watching Friends. I got my boyfriend, my dog, <laughs> and I just had this idea of wanting to be somebody's excuse. You know, it was just a weird thought for me because... I'm not really the romantic type. Uh-huh. And so I'm all about that, like, two for 20 at Applebee's. Any sort of, like, happy hour deal, I'm all about it. Like, right. I just spoil my dog mind. And so I had that idea, and it was so strange. I was like, I should probably write that down. And I went to a program the next day with my buddy Matt Wayne. It was our first write ever. And Matt Wayne was from St. Louis. And um, and so I was like, I've got this idea at the community last night. And maybe you like it. And so actually, we originally started writing it for him. Like, I want to be the cute that you use when you don't want to do what the girls are doing tonight. And I ended up being like, nah, I'm going to cut it. <laughs> Hopefully you don't mind. And so, yeah, so I cut it and put it out on iTunes and Spotify and everything. No label, no radio, no anything like that. Just, you know, completely independent. Matt and I was completely independent. And, and it been, you know, it some some... Some publicity and stuff so far, so we can't complain
1: at all. Right. So, we were um, going back and forth, text message the other day, and you said you were traveling today. That's why we're doing it. So, where are you traveling to?
0: I'm heading to the Clearwater Beach area. It's a town called Fort Ritchie, Florida. Uh-huh. Um, and I've been down there, and I play on Saturday night So, 6 to 10 at a bar called Rum River. It's one of my favorite bars to play at. Um, so, and a spring break here in Nashville. So I uh I'm mean, at now I just get some
1: warm weather. It snowed last night in Nashville. I'm um, like, perfect. Hey, let right, me get out of here. It man, it is so cold here where I'm at, like it's like all of it was it was ninety degrees and then two days ago it just dropped down like thirty. And so it's like that's why everyone's sick. The climate change, yeah. everything. Um, so when you travel, who do you usually travel with or do you just travel alone? <laughs>
0: I almost always bring the dog, um, uh-huh. Willie is my best friend, my companion, my security guard, right. um, he has kept me actually, as crazy as it sounds, he has kept me from getting mugged a time or two, which is been fantastic, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, sometimes I've got a with me, but usually it's just me and the dog right now, um, or me and a guitar player, me and a guitar player in a summer, um, but sometimes it's me in the full band. It depends on the cake, depends on the place, location, you
1: know. So it's just you and your. What kind of dog is a big dog? What what is it like a, um, like a chocolate lab or something like that? I don't know what kind of dog it is.
0: Oh no, we think he's a big thing pit bull mix. He was a uh, pound puppy. Um, he was actually, I had actually taken him. I technically stole him, but um, uh, he was being neglected and abused really badly. And I kind of, I knew the person who had owned him at the time and who was treating him poorly. And I just kind of walked in one day, someone him on a leash, and was like, I'm taking the dog. Um, if you don't like it, call the police, but they didn't tell me that I did the right thing anyway. So right. and he just was like, all right, you can have him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's one thing that, um you said it was a pit bull mix, so in the law's eyes, he's going to be considered a threat or a danger, which... To me, it's all how they are raised. Like, they're not all vicious. They're not all, it just depends on the owner and how they were raised. And that's that's one thing that I usually, that usually gets under my skin when it comes to animals, something like that. They just, you know, they all of a sudden just name it this and then it's a threat to the society or something. Yeah, absolutely. I think that,
0: you know, with the way that he was raised for the first year of his life, he went from town to a not-so-loving home, unfortunately, and, <laughs> yeah, I mean he was strong, but at the same time he was still eating, he was like being abused. And, and but I think that he and I have connected over that. So that and I know it sounds crazy. People are like, "Oh, you're a crazy dog woman, whatever." I'm like, "No, my dog legitimately has my back. Like, right, right. you know, if I'm if I'm not sleeping well, he'll come and wake me up. If if somebody comes up to my car and it's 2 a.m. and I'm on the road and in in some place, you know, off the interstate." And somebody starts walking to my car, he starts barking and going next to the back seat, you know, because he's got my back. But yeah. also, he's the friendliest, most loving dog. We've got neighbors actually that have like three or four little girls, all under the age of like eight years old, and they hang on him. They try to ride him like a horse because he's pretty big. Yeah. And you know, he's the most loving and compassionate animal as well. Right.
1: So. Mm-hmm. so, usually on these return episodes, they usually call them, like blank blank returns, and they'll uh, because the first episode we learn your story, we learn this, we learn etc. etc. So usually on the second episode, I usually just get on here and I pick people's brains, which I do the first episode, but not as much as I do the second or the third. So <clears throat> I have some things here that um, kind of just, just shooting a bull, just talking. So... Have there been anything that you have gotten crap over on social media or anything like that, from posting a photo on Instagram or a status on Facebook or a tweet on Twitter?
0: Shit, Yeah, actually, I just had somebody. <laughs> it's so funny that you bring that up. I literally just had somebody, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. I posted something. Now, I have, like, my sister-in-law's pregnant. My best friend Rachel's pregnant. I've got like a bunch of pregnant friends right now. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really funny when women start posting photos of their quote unquote baby bumps but they're not like mm-hmm. they're not yeah, even yeah, really yeah. showing shit. And I had tweeted something along the lines of like uh like don't worry, you're not showing yet, but thanks for showing off the baby bump <laughs> like hashtag food baby or something like that, because, you know and I'm I'm also not the skinny uh crayon in the box. So right. <clears throat> you know, I uh I understand fully and well that I'm not a, I'm not a size zero by any means. And so I thought, like, I just had tweeted that. And somebody had legitimately taken to Twitter and had tweeted a whole bunch of, like, record labels and publishers and promotion companies. that kept tagging them, screenshotting the tweet, being like, uh, this woman hates women, basically. <laughs> and I'm like, first of all, I'm a woman. Second of all, I was poking fun at my friend. <laughs> like, you know, and I wasn't trying to hate on pregnant women by any means. Obviously, I'm not pregnant. Right. Um, but I am a woman. And it's kind of one of those things. It's like, it's my older brother. I can pick on my brother, but don't you pick on my brother? Yeah. Kind of thing. It's like, I'm a woman, also chubby. I can pick on my friend who's pregnant and is showing off her food baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I just can't stop laughing about it because I've never had a hate comment like that before. And actually, um, the only other time I've had any sort of like hate comment, I was on. Um, I Ryan Up Church, who you've had on your show. Ryan and I have music coming out as well, and Ryan has posted a preview on his Instagram or a photo, I think, and somebody commented on it. And was, like, your girlfriend's hotter or something like that? And I was like, damn. I was like, obviously, it's his girlfriend. Like, that's not why right. I'm in this photo. I'm in this photo for music. But I was like, oh, my
1: God, I've got my first hate comment. <laughs> kind of liked it. I got hate just a couple of days ago. Uh, <clears throat> they have the movie out. I'm pretty sure you're aware. It's called The Black Panther. It's the first black Marvel superhero. And I'm not a fan of superheroes, but... You know, and I hate, I hate racist people. It's like, why are you going to hate somebody on their color? And so I took to um, Instagram and I said, thank God they now have a black superhero. And I said, because now the little black boy, the little black girl, now has somebody to look up to and say, oh, I can be that superhero. And I, I wasn't mean nothing by it. I wasn't trying to say I was black, but that's the way people took it. Were like, oh, you're black. You're not black. You can't say that. And I was like, I'm defending you. It's not like I'm sitting there threatening you. I'm defending you saying uh, uh, just a bunch of stuff. I mean, it, it's hard to not have it hit you in a way, but sometimes it does. So you're like, I don't know. Yeah, you know, I think that everybody can listen
0: to everything. Um, it's kind of like conspiracy theories. You can sit and think and think and think and think about something long enough and make it, and make it viable. Oh, uh, I think we do the same thing with opinions. Um, but personally, I mean, there's Disney characters, there's there's all sorts of movies and stuff like that that you know they get everybody involved in it. But I do think I haven't seen Black Panther. But I've heard so many great things about it. Um, but obviously, so it's not even scraping the surface. And I, I agree with you. You know, and I think that there's there's a there's a vast majority uh-huh. of of you know white movie stars
1: and white superheroes and and all that good stuff. And so I think it's cool that Marvel incorporated that. Right. So, you, you said something about, you posted something about pregnant people. Well, I posted, I hate, it's one of my pet peeves on social media, but you have a problem with it, it doesn't matter to me, it's just your opinion versus my opinion. But I hate when someone will get engaged and they'll take a picture of the ring on their finger. To me, that's bragging. I mean... Sure, I mean, it doesn't sound like it, but to me, it's like, oh, look, he's this rich, so he's got me this kind of a ring. I mean, it's something stupid, but it just aggravates the crap out of me. The biggest pet peeve on social media is seeing that ring on that finger or that picture. Yeah, that's
0: really, that was to me on my pizza zone. You know, that's cool. I got a pizza in my lap. I'm more happy about the pizza than the ring. The pizza's going to make me a lot happier than that ring is, so I can't eat it, so.
1: This this piece is not gonna cheat on me like like your fiance. Absolutely. Do. Now there's
0: the dog and cooking a steak for so
1: it's cool. So you bring him back. She. You said your dog's name was Willie. You cook him a steak, so you treat him like you're supposed to treat him like your own. But you're cooking him a steak. Like, <laughs> I've never. Oh heard yeah. Of so do you? Does he eat whatever you eat, or how does that work with your dog? Like, is he so spoiled that he can't eat? Like um, bagged food or dog food. He has to eat human food from the table because that's how some of our dogs are. I mean, they.
0: Um, oh, I'm sorry. I mean, no no, 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 so no he, that was it. That was it. He eats Tyrion one. He eats really good dog food, but um, for a very long time. So he's about three and a half now. But for the first year that I had him, you know, just to put it in perspective, he gained 50 pounds in six weeks. Right. Um, that's how down there she was when I got him. He grew uh two inches taller and two inches longer. He had no muscle. Um, he's still very funny but he don't, he's not like a thick dog because he taken away like sixty five pounds mm-hmm. or eighty five pounds or whatever and be thick with her. Mm-hmm. And he I mean, like I said, he's just full of muscle, but he weighs eighty pounds. He's just solid muscle at this point. I think it's because I gave him red meat. Um so I would mix in once a week I would mix in a steak or, uh, venison, which is fear meat yeah, for anybody yeah. that doesn't know what venison is, <laughs> um, and so any sort of red meat or chicken, raw, ch- not raw chicken, but like cooked up, like clean mm-hmm. cooked chicken, um, instead of just the chicken blend in the doctrine's just to help them out, um, health-wise, and I still do it once in a while if I go and get steak for myself. I don't have a lot of time to cook anymore, unfortunately, with school and, and uh, right. with shows right. and stuff, I just don't have a whole lot of time to cook, but when I do, I try to go get a, just, you know, some cute steaks, nothing fancy, no T-bones, or no nothing, I don't give them big bones or anything, because he eats right through. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, know, I just make sure he stays healthy, and he stays lean, and and he gets a treat, he's a great dog, you know, he's mm. a great boy, <laughs> yeah. he deserves to sit on the couch, watch some friends, right. and eat a steak. <laughs> I also do give them table scraps, so, so right. somebody, I was, I was on the road this past weekend in Kentucky, and I uh, we went out to eat, and I ate some bacon, right. and this somebody that I was with was like, you know, bacon is terrible for dogs, right? And I was like, it's also,
1: he's fine. It's also bad for you. He's so my, my dog. <laughs> so you spoke of Friends um, a bunch of times. Is that one of your favorite shows? Because this is my top three, I mean, if I had to pick one.
0: I think it's more of a nostalgia thing, um, okay. so I don't really watch TV and with this white noise in the background. I'm doing homework, or right, reading. Right. right um, right. but Friends is one of those things I can put on and it's like, you know, because I moved a thousand miles from home with no family or friends or anything, so sometimes it's just nice to have something, some sort of familiar sound or or smell mm-hmm. or anything like that. I'm big on candles, um, so any sort of familiar, familiarity, especially when I'm traveling, for traveling a lot, excuse me, um, it's just nice to have some sort of familiarity to kind of bring you back to center and be like, okay, you know, this is where, like, I grew up watching Friends. It's that just, like, puts me yeah. back to, like, yeah. six-year-old Carly in the living room back in 2002 <laughs> for for dinner, you know? It's, like, 7 o'clock, and, and Friends comes on, and Mom's making making dinner. So it just puts me back in a nostalgia to it. Yeah.
1: And I'm kind of the same way. I, I usually just have white noise playing and, and, and like, when I, when I go to bed at night, if I have not seen an episode, then I'm going to stay up and watch it. So it's like I have to have seen the episode in order for me to go to sleep. Like yeah. what, like I, I'm I'm a fan of the '90s. Um, like King of Queens, Full House, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And, and and I usually keep it on like TBS or TV Land, wherever it shows those shows. And I don't. Know, I a, love TV Land. I mean, I mean that. That's usually what my TV stays on uh, is TV Land or TBS because I mean, Friends is on there, Full House, um, King of Queens, you know. So. Um, oh yeah, Fresh Prince
0: is on there too,
1: now. Do what now? Fresh
0: Prince of Bel Air is on
1: there too, now. You know, I haven't seen that. It's been a while since I've seen that show. I rem- I've seen every. I I've seen, I've seen every episode of probably every '90s show. But that's one... It, it comes on MTV, but I'm never on MTV to watch it. Like, i well, it's on Netflix. You can watch the start and finish now. <laughs> yeah. So, <clears throat> um, I, I've made plenty of friends doing this show. Um, of course, you, there's Derek Nordsworthy. There's all these people that I've had, but I've, I've had the opportunity to be friends with some big people. Um I just did Murph. from am Practical Jokers. don't know if you've ever seen that, Carly. But I also have done Upchurch Dreadneck and he has been a friend of mine since I've done it, and we're actually going to do another podcast a um, couple months when he comes back to where I did before. So I want to talk about your collaboration with Upchurch. How did that come about?
0: Yeah, so um, Ryan and I have a mutual friend, and... When I say Ryan, I'm just used to calling him Ryan Right, this me, point. Too. I like, me too, me when, too, Yeah, you know, when people, people have mixed names, I'm like, no, tell me your real name because I don't want to, you know, be that chick that's like trick church, church, you know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: And so, But, you know, so I uh, so when I say Ryan, I'm talking about of church. But, right. you now we have a mutual friend whose name is Tana Phillips, and um, if you're not familiar with Taylor Phillips, she was from um, Hurricane I was Combs. Okay. Um, found You by Kane Brown, a couple other big songs, and... Uh, but he's fantastic, and Taylor was having a birthday party and invited me and a couple other friends. And so, long story short, um, Ryan was there, and Taylor had kind of introduced me to so Taylor, and I have been friends since then with Nashville, basically. Um, he was booking me on writers when I was 17, 18 years old down on Broadway or uh-huh. of other places, but I had no business. i never even co-written. I'm singing songs up there. You know, like, just not. they were not even like, young Taylor Swift, anything like that. Yeah. You know, they. I just had no business being up there. But Taylor liked my voice, I guess. And yeah. so I got there, whatever, and he was like, Carly, you gotta meet this guy. He brings me up, he's like, Ryan, this is the girl I was telling you about, you know? Oh. If you're, Cause Ryan, I guess, has been talking to Taylor about a female collaboration. Um, Cause Ryan, I don't think has really had any that I'm aware of. And so, Ryan was like, yeah, dude, I heard, lot, I heard a lot about you. Like, I would love to collaborate. Um, I'd love to get you in the studio and have you sing on some stuff. I was like, fair sure enough, you know, I've collaborated before, kind of, like I've sang overdubs and, right. and just done my like, vocals and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Well, so we get in the studio the next day, we exchange phone numbers, and it was a birthday party, so I honestly, honestly, I was like, uh, he's probably not even going to remember him well, right. you know? Right, right, And um, I got gotten there pretty late, too. But no, he texted me the next morning, he was like, hey, girl, he was like, so you want to get in the studio tonight? And I went down, we got in the studio with his producer, Thomas Stoner, and his guitar player, Travis Pidwell. And, um, and Thomas Stoner, I'm sorry, <laughs> he, uh, he goes by Stoner. Right. And, um, yeah, yeah. and then, so yeah, so like, I go in, and he's like, so what you want to write? And I go, what do you mean? You know, I you know, because I went in with the impression that I was just going to be saying something he already read. Right. And he was like, "Nope. um, I plan on writing, if that's cool. And I was like, well, hell yeah. So we ended up, I had this idea for, um, this idea called Step On It. And basically just the, the ideology of just, like, being in a car and you're just, like, 17 and and you're doing stuff you're not supposed to. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, crap, step on it. Like, right. get out of here, step on it. And Ryan was like, I dig it. So we started writing back and forth. And, and um... It's really cool because Ryan and I both kind of sing at the same time. It's not really like a back and forth duet, like a picture of Kid Rock or show Crow, mm-hmm. but it's like a. I don't even have like a. I can't even give you a comparison because it's so different mm-hmm. and it's so sick. Um, and not to suit my own horn, but Ryan is just such a creative genius yes. that we just came up with this idea, you know? And then so we got that pretty much demoed and, and tracked out, and Travis also is absolutely. Fantastic for coming up with the riff that he came up with on it, um, and then Thomas for putting everything together. But you know, and then so we got all that demoed and tracked out in like thirty minutes, which is fantastic. The way I like to write mm-hmm. is I like to write really quickly. I'm, I don't, I'm not good at staying at one point for very long. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I uh, we wrote very quickly, got it demoed and everything, got it get to go. And then she texted me, and I texted her about text I was leaving, I was like, Hey, I have another idea. Remind me tomorrow, text me in the morning, remind me tomorrow if you're going to get in the studio, let's write it because I want to write this to do this. And so he was like, All right, then So he texted me the next day. I was like, Girl, come in the studio, let's talk about this you know, This other idea that you got. And it's completely different. Um, mm-hmm. But it's about, it's called Cowboy. Right. And it's a, it's, a, it's a love song about a cowboy, but it's straight up hip hop. Like it
1: mm-hmm.
0: is. Girls singing on the chorus and. Ryan comes in, I'm meeting on the forest, and Ryan comes in in the verses and just spits out straight fire. I'm not mm-hmm. up to date with the rap lingo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't really know, you know, I, I guess the kids call it lit these kids. I guess.
1: I, I don't use and, the language they use, so I mean, I use what I know.
0: Yeah, so, you know, but it's absolutely incredible. And like I said, Ryan is just such a creative genius. He just, like, mm-hmm. writes down lines and is like, dude, don't I got this one. Let me get in, and he gets in the booth. Like, you know, spits like two or three lines. Cause that guy's like, all right, that's cool. Right. All right. Oh, all right. I got. No, I got. I got two more lines. Let's go and get back in there. And so, uh, you know, in the way that we wrote the first song, the first song was back and forth, his idea, my idea, his idea, my idea. You know, and then the second one, it was like he wrote all the verses, I wrote the chorus for the most part. He helped me with a couple lines. You know, just being like, I need right. like this crazy and right. stuff like that, but it was, I mean, it was just so cool working with him, and and, and I enjoy working with him. I enjoy his company, I enjoy working with him. Right. He's just such a class act, and, you know, when you get in the studio with him, he's there to work. He's not there to party. He's there to obviously enjoy himself, but he's not there to party. He's there to right. work and grind, and I respect that so much, because he has people that come in to a studio, and they're like, yeah, let's sit here for 15 hours with drinks and we'll, we'll do whatever, and we'll just, like, shoot the bull and, and do whatever and just hang out all day, and maybe we'll get half the phone done. It's like, no, Ryan's getting in there, and he's recording an entire album in four hours. Yeah. Like, and it's insane. It's, it's insane how quickly and how, how right. efficiently they work. And so I really respect that, you know, but, but that's how it really came about. And right. Dana Stone's made that introduction, and
1: so and yeah. For those of you that don't, um, that may have met Up Church, um, I have I guess you call and became friends because like, like you said, Carly, um when when I when I was doing the podcast with him, um, I was scared to death. I I'll honest with you. Um I didn't know who he was, you know, I was there by myself with this his team. You know, they could have done something to you know what I mean? Like didn't know what was gonna happen. So I get in the the um his man uh, what'd you say, Stoner, yeah, stoner, he was like, All right, so You're going to get five minutes. That's all you're going to get. And I was like, fine. That's cool. At least I can say I did one with him. And he said, "Um, you're going to get in the van right after the show. I was like, that's fine. That's fine. So I had my backpack with me that I always carry with my laptop and essentials. And (laughs) before I got in the van, they had to like um, frisk me. Like they do what the, the cops do with the people when they take them out of the car. They had frisk me. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. So I got in the thing, and for people that think UpChurch is crap, the dude, the dude is genuinely nice. I mean, I was surprised at how nice he was. Um, so I did my five minutes. The stoner had told me, um, write down the questions so I can read them. And I was like, that's fine. And so I actually spent, the podcast is actually like six minutes, but I actually spent around probably close to an hour and a half in the van, talking with Upchurch, we gotten to the point where he was like, "Dude, blah 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 blah." So, I, I've written a book. Um, everybody knows this. Um, so, I, I gave him a copy of the book. He's the only person that has the actual copy, physical copy of the book. And he started talking, and he was like, "Dude, I want to write a book. I don't know how to write a book." He said. If you can write it for me, I'll fly you out to Nashville, and I will tell you my story over three or four days. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. And he was like, here's my number. Put it programmed in my phone. And I said, look, I just text you tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. Didn't think he would text back. I said, dude, cool. This is me, blah, blah, blah. He said, cool. When I get anything done, I will let you know when we need it done. I mean, so he was he's actually a genuine guy, very cool. Oh,
0: yeah,
1: actually,
0: you know, guys. The, that's the thing, and I'm I'm not going to lie to you, like, I grew up, so Ryan's a, a bit older than me, right. Uh he's got, like, six um, so when he was, like, first kind of coming out on Vine, and when Vine was becoming the same, I was in the eighth grade, mm-hmm. um, never dreamed of moving to Nashville at that point, I didn't know what I was going to do, I thought I was, <laughs> I had aspirations to be a sports broadcaster on ESPN at that time, Right and, um, and so, you know, but I was watching Taylor, I held up Upchurch, um, Luke Combs, and on Vine. I saw all those guys, you know, back then. And then, you know, I ended up moving here and stuff. And I've I, honestly, like, I've had the, the incredible opportunity to be able to spend time with all three of those guys. And they're all such incredible people. And, you know, but I know that Upchurch has the rowdiest personality out of all of them. And, and watching his videos and stuff, he might think, like, oh, this is probably, uh, you know, whatever. Because I've heard that. People will be like, oh, like, what's he like, in, what's he like in real life? And I'm like, dude, we'll go to the diner at 4 a.m. after leaving the studio. And and he's got, like, 10, 15 people drunkenly coming up to him, breathing in his face, you know, being like, dude, you like this, man? We should be such friends, like yo, my brother did the same thing like two days ago. We might as well be like brothers, you know? Right. Like, to give people, like, a fortune like, like that, and he's like, dude, that's awesome. You want, like, get nice to meet you so much. Like, thank you so much for the support." And they're like, can we take a photo? Can Can you send a shout-out to my mom? Can you, can you do this? He's like, absolutely. And he'll sit there and do that and do that and do that. Well, I've never seen him turn anybody away.
1: Right.
0: And so I just, I just respect that a lot of them. I respect the fact that, he has an opinions and he voices them via social media, but when you meet him in person, he's just the nicest guy. He would help anybody out. If I could call him and be like, Ryan, I need help, you know, like, I broke down, I'm, I'm driving to Chattanooga right now, I broke down, you know, are you, are you around, can you send somebody, or can you come help me out, like, can you come pull me out, or whatever, and he'd be like, if he could, and he'd be like, yeah, you know what, my uncle lives down there, or like, my, my ex-cousin's. That yeah. sister was down there. She'll come get you, whatever. Like he would do that, and I know that for a fact. And and it's just incredible to meet somebody like that that is obviously as successful as he is. He's still really genuine and 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 is willing to do whatever, you know. Mm-hmm.
1: And like I said, he's very genuine, very nice. Um, it surprised the crap out of me. Um, not saying he wasn't going to be nice, but this kind of like um, when you say. I'm going to see the doctor. Well, somebody's going to message you and say, what did he say? They're going to use the word he. They're not going to use she or he or it, you know, because you always assume, oh, it's a male. Oh, it's a female, you know, and that's usually why I have these big tangents on females. I support females way more than I do male in the music, just the music industry in general, because there's you know, International Women's Day. That's cool. that You brought that up. Oh, today is? Yeah, today is
0: International
1: Women's Day. Oh, uh, I hadn't checked my Facebook to figure that out, so that's cool to know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's. I don't know. I, I don't know where that was going. That was just something I was talking about. So. <clears throat> excuse me. Ah, uh, Crap's getting to my chest. I want to play a little game here. Um, I don't have long left. Um, it's called I Call It, You Call It. So. For people that didn't listen to the first episode, Carly, why don't you tell them where you're from, where you grew up?
0: I'm from Bennington, Vermont, which, if you've never heard of Vermont, it is true. We do chug bottles of maple syrup. Um, (laughs) Champ is a real thing, and he lives in my back pond. And uh, Bernie Sanders is my grandfather. Oh, (laughs) just kidding. Absolutely kidding. I'm um, <laughs> from Vermont. I just which is about <laughs> It's about uh, three hours from the Canadian border, two and a half hours from the Canadian border um, in the northeast, um, about three hours northwest of Boston, not to uh, About four hours north of New York City.
1: Um, that's a bit of perspective. So, in this, starting something new, are going to play a, a played a few games um if you've listened to the dustin wayne the sarah harrelson returns um this is what it's going to be it's called i call it you call it she's from vermont i'm from Craptown, little town here in mississippi so that's pretty far away so i have the actual scientific naming of this certain object and i want you to tell me what you called it and i'll tell you what i called it so okay toilet paper I called it toilet paper. Did you call it anything different? Toilet
0: paper.
1: Toilet paper. My grandmother was
0: hot. my
1: grandmother was called bath tissue. Right. I've heard since you said you were like so many miles, so many hours from from Canada, I've heard so many people from Canada call it um, butt bums or a bath bum, something like that. It was. Um. So. No, i never heard of that. What about laundry detergent? Down here, it's washing powder, even though it's the liquid.
0: I've never heard it called washing powder.
1: that's why you to get it. <laughs> you heard it now. It's washing powder, cause they you They do have the powder but stuff, but even if you get the the liquid Tide stuff, it, or or even the Tide pods, we call it. We got to get some washing powder. <laughs> so yeah,
0: no, I, my grandma, I guess my my name might call it soap, laundry soap.
1: Laundry Soap. But it's I, like the I've heard it laundry soap, too. Um, when you go to the Walmart or store, you get a shopping cart. Down here, we call it a buggy. What do you call it up there? Uh, it's a
0: shopping cart. Shopping and cart. I've gotten an argument. Oh, I've gotten an argument with somebody over that, or with people over that. They're like, go get the buggy. I'm like, it ain't a buggy. It's kind of a store, shopping cart.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a, I mean, it makes it sound like we're three. We're going to get a, a buggy. You know, you know what I mean? It, but down here, I've never heard nobody call it anything different but a buggy. <laughs> but different over there. Oh, you're
0: right.
1: Um, a washcloth. Do you call it a washcloth? Because down here we call it a wash rag or a rag. Uh, washcloth, face cloth.
0: Um, depending you know on what you're using it for.
1: Oh, you have two different huh. things you use
0: it for. Uh, oh, you're using it for like your face or like your body.
1: Oh, we use it for anything
0: like that, like in the shower.
1: Oh, we use it for both. <laughs> we don't, we don't but mess it like if it's
0: like a dish rag, if it's like a dish rag or something like that, then we call it a dish rag or, you know, can you get the rag or whatever. Right. But well, if it's like you're using it for your body or in the shower, it's yeah. a wash
1: Well, the body cloth is a rag and a dish rag is rag. So, I mean, it's, they could they could be the, all right <laughs> right when you picture a rag you figure a, a tattered piece of cloth you could have the nicest piece of washcloth and it'd still be called a rag so uh, yeah. there's nothing different around here so as i go like i said i don't write questions but i just have a guideline of kind of where i want to go um so down to the really of the last subjects here i want to do a favorites um do you have any pet peeves um for me and while you think about it my pet peeves are someone smacking their lips either eating food or, or smacking on gum um I, i'm a germaphobe um, i don't care uh, that that's my biggest pet peeve and then and people when they sing a song and they don't know the song like when um Let's use Chad for example. I went down. Yon, yon, yon. Don't sing yeah. it dude. if you don't know it. Don't sing it.
0: Well, you know, my—I mean, I've got a lot of pepsies. People just genuinely annoy me. Right. Like I love people, and I love like interacting and being social. But I always find something that just is like. Uh. But I know that fully acknowledging that I have a lot of tendencies. I mumble, I've got big teeth. So it's hard for me to like, like I hate repeating myself. But yeah, someone can't yeah. hear me, my best friend Gabby was just in town. And not only do I have big teeth and I already mumble, but I have a hoarse voice. And so i say something and she'd be like, huh? What'd you say? I'm like, oh my God, i gonna have to repeat myself one more time. And it wasn't her fault, it's it, honestly, it's my fault. And it's more, I'm more frustrated with myself. Right. Um. You know what I mean? Or if somebody... Want, actually, my biggest pet peeve when it comes to music, I'll tell you exactly what my biggest pet peeve is when it comes to music. I don't care if you sing a song differently, like a country song or you make it your own. One song that should not be altered, in my personal opinion, is the National Anthem. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. It should be sung I cannot the way it's written. it? It should be written It should be sung the way it's written. I mean... Oh,
0: absolutely, and obviously, you know there was no recording exactly but it was written. But at the same time, I just think it is so—it's not disrespectful. Right. It, it's just too it's just too much. Yeah, you I think you're right. The national anthem. This is how I came, or you know, I sang the national anthem. Nothing like huge Belmont University, um, the New Jersey Devils, AAA teens, stuff like that. Right. Nothing huge, but. You know I'm saying, in in high school basketball games, parades, stuff like that, full-time space. But I think it's just every time I've tried to alter it, you hear the older generations being like, don't do that. Just sing it the way it's supposed to be sung. You don't need to add the social bells and what's supposed to be at the top. You know, just sing it. It's already impressive enough. You don't need to do all the slides and what, what I carry, Beyonce, you know, slides and thousand whistles, like
1: I said, you know, and the way that Fergie just said it, good Lord. Right. I wanna—I don't want to interrupt, you, but I want to stop you right there because you made a great point. You said the way the older generation says this. This is my number one, I didn't go over this because I wasn't going to go on a rant, but she said it and brought it to my attention. My number one pet peeve, you've probably seen it, Carly, because I go all over Instagram crap, is when you say country music is not country music. I Who, who died and made you the king of who can say what country music is. I, that gets... That's that just oh, it irritates me. There was a guy I had on here. I'm not going to say his name for um, personal purposes, but you can probably go listen to it because I kind of get um, really, really agitated at him. He comes on and he says, Sam Hunt, Body Like a Back Road, is not country. And I said, okay, let me stop you right there. And I said, do you like the song... I met a girl from William Michael Morgan. Oh, absolutely. That's a great country song. I said, why don't you go look up on the songwriter credits right there and see who won it, buddy. See who wrote it. Sam Hunt wrote that song. Um, uh, and they'll always go and they'll be like, um, there was one, you're familiar with George Strait, all these listeners and you. He came on. He released a song titled, Ah. Uh, I, don't, I don't know the name of the song, but he was talking about, how country music just gypped him and left him in the dust. Well, there's an obvious reason for that. They left you in the dust because traditional country is not the is not really in the format that's selling right now. And I don't blame George Drake for not changing his music but you can't come on there on a radio show and bash radio and then two days later come on there and go, hey won't you buy my album with a song that I said bashed radio? You can't do that.
0: Yeah, you know, my, my thing about that whole argument is that thankfully, I think um, country music has expanded in a way that so is absolutely inc- well, not even too much. It's just incredible.
1: That's what I, I, that's what I was meaning a, like, so much. Yeah, that's what I was meaning when I said that.
0: Yeah. And it's expanded to there are people that listen to rap music. Prime example, there was a uh, a player, I'm pretty sure it was that Cavaliers player, a couple weeks ago, was was interviewed post game, or maybe Golden State, it's not one of those bigger teams, and he had country playing in the locker room, and he was, I mean, he's one of the star players on the team, he's been guarding um, Westbrook, in our memory. So, long story short, Somebody, one of, the other, one of his other teammates was being interviewed by ESPN Sports Center, And literally t- turns to the teammate and goes, dude, will you shut that SHIP off? Yeah. I hate country music. And he goes, I just beat up on Westbrook all night. I'm going to listen to whatever the S I want. Yeah. And he loves country music. You get some of these football players that come from all over the place. But specifically, I met a bunch of members of the Kansas City Chiefs one night. And you know what? And these were, these were boys from the city. Mm-hmm. And of all colors. i not like, because somebody can take that and shift it real quick. All colors, all backgrounds, but these were city boys. Flatlanders to the core. And they were in there at 50s, having a damn old time listening to country music. And that's what's so amazing about the the transformation that New Country has seen. And that's why I'll be honest with you, the next two or three songs that come out are not the same as Excuse. Excuse is top country. Right. Um, it's got steel guitar on it in order to make it, like, and lyrically it's pretty country, but the, the vibe of it, right. it's, that's, and it's all raw instrumentation. There's no synthesizer, right. anything like that. It's all keys, steel guitar, real drum set, and it's not like a, you know, anything like that for anybody who hasn't heard yet. It's all raw instrumentation but it's very pop-sounding. Um, people would consider it pop country. Some people have been like, should you consider it country? And I'm like, I think so. Um, you know, but it's, I think it's just incredible with the job i the scene because you want to know what? There are plenty of folks that don't listen to rap music, right. who love country music, and there are plenty of people that listen to rap music that don't listen to country music, but I feel like it has expanded so far across the board that now it's become obsessed Become accept- acceptable, goodness gracious, I cannot get that word out. Acceptable for people who enjoy rap and pop and EDM music, right. they also enjoy country. Whereas, like, you know, we had to start, like, on the countryside, we had country rappers coming out. Right. Low, uh, the Lack, Colt Ford, Upchurch. Right. Because, like, well, if they can rap about where they're from, we can rap about where we're from. But they're not singing like we are about where we're from, so you know, let's let's change the game. But you don't hear rappers come out with anything kind of country music. Maybe that's the next thing. Who knows? But I think it's absolutely genius. And people will sit there and say, oh, that's not country. Oh, it's not this, That's not that. No, it's not traditional country. That's not your George Strait, your Alan Jackson, your, uh, you know, your Guy Clark, your, your anything like that. Your Chris Stapleton, your, I mean, D.A. Dillon. But. Sam Hunt is an absolute genius, and he has made a way.
1: Yes.
0: That song, Body Like a Back Road, was rewritten 27 times.
1: 27 times, that's correct.
0: That's insane. That's genius. You know how much money he's making? Because he's playing on every single radio station across the board except for Christian. I mean, he's playing on pop, he's playing on country, he's playing on hip-hop stations. Because it's groovy.
1: And let me tell you something about that song, Body Like a Back Road. That song is getting gypped. That is the number one country song of all time. It beat out um Florida Georgia Lions Cruise," And that thing is getting crapped on. I mean, it. I don't like everything in country music. I like some stuff that's playing now, but I'm not going to say what I don't like. Because that just comes out and says I'm hip Which I try not to be. But that song, people are crapping on it because it's not of this era or this I don't know, the old generation, but my thing is, I want you to wait. Wait till 2019, 2020. I want you to listen to what the country music is going to be like then. It's not going to be like it is now. Garth Brooks was not considered country. Johnny Cash was not considered country. But we look at them now, they're the greats. I, I just think people don't Absolutely. use their head a lot. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, can go on, I can do a whole podcast about this, which... It just gets <laughs> under my skin. So now, you're absolutely right. And I don't like to fight that, saying that I'm right or I'm wrong. It's just quit saying it if you don't want me to say anything. Because I, I don't want to brag, but I was blessed with a music ear. I know what's good and I know what's bad. Like when I have people on here. I listen to their stuff. I don't just go, "Oh, I want you on here because it's going to get me a new guest." If I don't like you, I'm not going to ask you to be on the podcast. That's the that's the whole point of this. And
0: absolutely.
1: I, I don't know. I'm just going to stop right there. Um, so. <laughs> um,
0: no, you're good.
1: Oh, let's see. Are you you scared of anything? Like, I know this is a weird question, but I just, like, second ever, to shoot the bull, just get into people's heads, you know, put put myself in their shoes and then put it in mine.
0: Am I scared
1: of anything? What, yeah, like, what well, are you are scared like, of? You scared of the dog? Like, scared specifically,
0: of the... I mean, I'm scared of getting mugged when I leave
1: a bar, come Broadway, or... Get well,
0: isn't everybody? It makes down at 2 a.m., but...
1: Everybody is. Um. I'm scared of cats. I don't
0: know. I mean... I'm scared of cats. I'm the biggest, like, baby when it comes to cats. I'm like, get that thing away from me. Oh. Um, I don't know. I'm afraid of a lot of things, I think. I think it's ignorant, and it's it's absolutely ridiculous to say that you're not afraid of anything. Right. Um, I think I try to live, like, the biggest, you know, the only thing that's here is to yourself. I love that quote. Um, I couldn't tell you who said it, but I remember that quote since I was a child. Um, I think it's okay to be afraid of something. It's okay to be afraid of jumping off the bridge into the river. You know, being afraid of what's at the bottom. But if you don't do it, you're never going to know what that rush feels like. And and so I just I think the only thing that I fear is regret. At this point, the only thing that I truly I allow to control my actions. I don't allow the fact that. I'm afraid of getting mugged. Right. To keep me from going out or from walking my car, um, I just carry a weapon. Right. Or I don't allow the fear of getting tangled in fishing line at the bottom of the river to keep me from jumping into into the river. Right. Or to keep me from swimming. Right. You know, I don't I don't allow things like that to keep me. You know, my grandmother never learned to drive. Yeah. Came back by accident. Hmm. But she refused to learn how to drive. She's never driven, and so and she allowed that fear of getting in the car, and she never to to manifest in such a way that she never wants to drive. Never wanted to drive. She's seventy-five years old. She's never driven a car, really. Right. And so, but um, I got in the back crash that year and a half ago. I was hurt. a pretty bad injury, and I'm driving right now on the way down the floor. I'm driving through actually where we got in that crash. So, um. I think that the only thing to fear, like I said, is fear itself. And if you allow fear, fear to dictate mm-hmm. your actions and your decisions, you're never going to know what the outcome or the results may have been. You could have, you know, been afraid to move to the, I could have been afraid to move to Nashville an and stay in my hometown right. and stay there my entire life, which there's nothing wrong with that. But you know, I wouldn't be on the phone talking. You and know, I would not have a conversation. I wouldn't have Willie. I wouldn't have the car that I had. I wouldn't have the opportunity to have the best friend that just left. I literally dropped off at the airport this morning, right. you know. There's a lot of things that that wouldn't have happened. There's a lot of things that would have happened. Right. Um, there are also a lot of things that wouldn't have happened. And and so I think that that's really important to keep in mind as far as talking about and discussing the concept of fear. Because right. um, yeah, and then also of course, I'm afraid of like covered things and you know, people being stupid with weapons and all that good stuff. But I'm also, I'm more afraid of of the regret that comes along with fear.
1: Right. And for for me, I think, I just, I think I'm scared of cats like it's a cover-up. Because if I'm being totally honest with you, you were honest with me, I am scared of commitment. Like, I have put my trust in so many people family members, it's, it's all in the book if you guys, when it comes out, get it. And they just stab you in the back. Um, a thing happened earlier this year um, with my parents. Um, that's not in the book. That, was, that happened too quick for it to be in the book. but And it was kind of like, if this is what marriage or a relationship is like, I'm not going to commit to it. I mean, that is that is a genuine fear of mine is committing to something and it falling apart, which I know that's the whole point of life, but it's just something about it that scares the crap out of me. Absolutely. You know what?
0: I'm committed to my daughter and my two and my career
1: right, at this right. point. Right. So, I I was, um I read a lot. Um, I do online school because for me, like I said, you I don't like... To, like, I can't even eat in public. Like, I, if I eat in if we have to go to a restaurant to eat, I have to sit in the corner, in a corner booth, next to the wall, looking at the corner. I, I just don't know what it is, but it's just a bunch of things. I mean, that's kind of screwed up. But I was reading this book, and it's by one of my heroes, Steve Harvey, and it's called Jump. And it talks about how you have to jump to be successful. And I was reading it, and I thought about it, and I wanted to pass this along to you, see if this ever happens to you. Right now, and in my past you know, experiences, my family has always, I guess you call it, suffered, or we've never had a lot of money, but we've had just a bit to get by. And struggle is the word. Um, so for me, when I was reading the book... I thought about it and I was like, it's easier to just struggle than to be successful. Because all the time I think about stopping this podcast, which I, I thought about before. Stopping this podcast and just go work a five to five job making $7.50 an hour. Because that's what I'm used to. So, I mean, does, does those thoughts ever cross your mind? Being an independent artist... And you, does that does that ever cross your mind? I don't really know where this is going, but I just figured out. <laughs> oh,
0: absolutely, I think that you know, I definitely have my days where I'm like, "What am I doing? Because right. like, why am I? What what do I think I'm doing? I go I a showcase on there. are so many people who I show are so better than me. You know, it's like, why am I? What am I doing here? Like, what business do I have? Right. You know what? I always when when stuff like that happens, I have a metaphor and a and an image that that I bring into my head. from a very visual person, mm-hmm. and it's just me and a little rowboat on the lake back home. Actually, it's because it's a specific lake that I picture in my head. But um, and I'm in a little rowboat, and it's not it's no longer It's less than just us in just couple of oars, and I'm just sitting there just rowing along, very serene. And all of a sudden that's spring a little weak. But, you know, if I don't catch up that week obviously clearly I'm gonna try. So I patch up I'm like I just got this little sticky adhesive whatever in my head. Because you know how dreams and imagery, and, and you can just pop anything in your head. Right. Catch it. And so I keep rolling yeah, that I spring another week in a different spot, catch it. And and so in retrospect, um, Whenever I feel a negative thought, I always supplement it with a compliment myself, in my own head. Not in an arrogant way, but just a reminder of, like, you know, if I skip it, this thought of, wow, like, wow, that, that person's so much better than me, what makes me think, right. or who am I to say that I'm, right. I've got any more of a shot than that person, or whatever? And then I think, well, I have a very supporting family. Maybe they don't. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I have a very supporting family. I have very smart friends. You know these things that that come to my mind of just being thankful for, almost like counting your blessings, right. instead of letting myself think into it. Because I've let myself think into that. Mm-hmm. I have no business. What am I doing? I'm going home. Blah blah blah. But it's like, no, I've got a lot of blessings, and I'm going way too hard. You know, and so, and maybe. And maybe, just maybe, I'm working harder than that person. I don't even know it. Maybe they're just a lot naturally more talented than I am. But I might be working harder. I might know somebody that's different than them. And maybe they do. Maybe they do make it, but I should be happy for them that they saw success. You know what I mean? It shouldn't be a competition. I should be thankful that somebody else was able to accomplish and achieve success as opposed to being like, wow, if I can't have it, nobody should have it. Right. You know, because like, I know people who who feel that way. They're like, Well if I don't get if I'm not famous then nobody should be famous because I should be famous. Why is that person famous and I'm not? And right. it's like I understand you you have your opinions about certain people and certain artists or whatever and your your certain taste. But there's absolutely no sense in trying to say you deserve something more than somebody else says. Because that's not up to you. And that's up to your work ethic and, and the way that you treat other people. So uh, inevitably, it ends up being up to everybody else except for you. Right. And so I think that that yes, it crosses my mind, but that's my way of combating that negative right. mindset and that sinkhole. That inevitably, that thought process becomes a sinkhole. 120 percent. Because once you start thinking, just like my my rowboat um, analogy. There's no way to stop. Have you ever gone canoeing and tried to pull a canoe that's already been submerged yeah. out of the water? Yeah. I'll tell you what. It's like trying to pull a 1,000 pounds out of the water. Uh, yeah. There's no way. Right. You'll drown doing it. It's impossible. Right. I mean, it's not impossible, but you know what I'm saying. It's, it's very, 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 I, I very should, difficult. I should. And so instead of letting myself become submerged, or instead of allowing water to begin filling my boat, I stretch up as I go. If I get a little tiny bit of water, it'll dry out in the sunlight. Right. If it starts pouring down rain, I stay cover. But I refuse to allow my boat to get soaking wet or submerged. And that's just—and you have to. You can't. I, I, some people are so mentally incapable, or emotionally incapable of of even visualizing or or feeling or or listening to that. Right. And I think it's crazy because everybody's different. Everybody senses differently. I'm not an auditory person. You could sit here and talk to me and I could not retain a single thing.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's, and that's just me. Um, <clears throat> but I can imagine feelings. If, if someone says, imagine you're on the beach, I see the ocean and I, I feel the, the sand between my toes. I don't hear anything. I just see and I feel. Right. And so, but some people are more are more auditory. Some people are more chastatic, whatever. And, but some people are just Physically, mentally, and emotionally incapable of, of experiencing that kind of, of, of personal development, I suppose, is the best chance for it. Right. Um, where they refuse to allow themselves to pick themselves up by their own bootstraps. They need to have somebody else pull them up, which is okay. And yeah. so there's nobody else there. Yeah. And so that other person falls down, and now, okay, well, who's going to pick you both up. Mm-hmm. So that's why I can't depend on anybody else.
1: So, I want to say this, and I hope it comes off as a compliment because that's what it's supposed to be, but I believe you were born to do this because you have an art that no one has. Um, Same with everyone that's been on here. Um, They're born to do it. They have an art no one ever has. Like me, I suck at doing these things. I'm just doing it to give me something to do. Maybe make a little money off of it one day. So... I don't know. I you know, I understood every word you said there. Um, got a little deep in this episode. Um, didn't think we'd get that far. But hey, we need one every now and then. Um, as we wind That's down good. here, because I don't know how long you have, and I don't know how long I have, but we're going on about an hour. Um, what are some of your, um, if you were to pick, what would be some of your favorite movies? Oh
0: gosh, I'm not a movie person. All of my favorite movies are like Step Brothers. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. So you know Will Ferrell, anything is really my favorite. <laughs> um, the other guys, Step Brothers, Elf. God, I love Will Ferrell. That's my goal in life is to meet Will Ferrell and have him just roast me. That's so all I want in <laughs> life. Um,
1: so you like? But
0: the, I also do, do. I'm sorry.
1: You like the goofiness, I guess you could call it, because all those movies are great, but they all have a goofiness inside of them.
0: Well, they're a the white noise. Attention span.
1: Yeah. dilemma that i
0: have you know movies like dating private ryan right. and zero dark 30 and video uh, movies that have a lot of action that can keep me on my toes right um because movies like that you have to pay attention to the deeper plot line whereas like movies like step brothers stuff like that there's no deeper meaning it's very surf- surface level comedy um not really underlying, I mean, other than just, like, the subliminal messaging and subliminal you know, jokes, but there are some movies like, um, Insidious.
1: Right.
0: Those scary movies, when I was a kid, when I was 16, I could watch those movies, and, like, I watched the first one, and then I watched the second one, the second one came out when I was, like, 16, the first one came out when I was, like, 14,
1: Yeah.
0: and there was a tie-in between them. I kicked out from the very first movie that they were going to do a sequel and it was going to be about that because, and it was going to go backwards. Same thing with paranormal activity. Those movies came out 11, 12, 13, 14 years old for me. And I was like, oh, oh, oh these are going back in time. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. And like nobody got like two other kids my age, like they weren't really paying attention or what have you. And I picked up on that so fast. I can't do that anymore. Like, I don't have the yeah. willingness to sit and pay attention to a movie. It really grabs my attention that way. TV shows are fantastic. Anything that's 45 minutes to an hour, I can sit and kind of like, not doze off, but you know, just like, lose right. right. focus for 10-15 minutes and come back and be like, oh, I know
1: what's going on. Right. So, make fun of me if and, you want to, um, but people should have thoughts, and share my thoughts. My favorite kind of movies, man, I hate to say this, but... It, it, you ever seen the Meet the Parents series? Like the Meet the Parents, Meet the Fockers. Um, with the oh yeah. Little, for some reason, I've loved those movies since I was what seven or eight. And it, if they're all if they're on, I'm gonna watch them. And I, <laughs> oh, I get so much crap for that. But, um, let's see. You said you like TV shows. What are your favorite TV shows? Um, for me, while you think about it, oh. Three. I, I'm not gonna say of right now because that's kind of hard. But as, uh, of all time, my number one has to be King of Queens. Um, two Full House, okay. and probably Friends. Those those three are, are probably top three.
0: I hear ya. I really like Boy Meets
1: World. Oh yeah.
0: The anarchy. And. God, I
1: mean, I like a lot of TV shows. Um, Friend, Office, Oh, man. Friend. I hate The Office. I'm not going to lie. I hate it. Oh, my
0: God.
1: I love it. I could. I, uh, that is my, it's my I've,
0: I've watched that series like six
1: times. I have tried. People were like, you have to watch it. Steve Carell, for me, is corny, and I can't. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of him that much, but I was like, okay, I'm going to give this show a shot. 15 minutes to yeah. the first episode, I turned it off.
0: You know what, um, it's like I just watched the other day, that like, uh, I love the movie, um, uh, Evan Almighty. Oh,
1: I grew yeah. up, I saw Bruce Almighty,
0: and then I watched Evan Almighty when I was like 12. I love Bruce so Almighty. I I'm
1: was very
0: impressed.
1: You know? I love Bruce Almighty, go ahead.
0: Oh no, but I rewatched Evan Almighty the other day because I'm on TV, and I laughed harder than I have laughed in a very it, long time. It, like That's all the subliminal jokes that I didn't pick up as
1: a kid. Now is that the one where he's supposedly Noah or something like that? and He builds the ark.
0: Yeah. With and Steve Morgan Correa? Freeman comes in as God. Ah,
1: yes, yes, yes. Okay. All right. So you're 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 an artist, you're a singer. What you have to have some favorite albums or maybe some songs because I know a lot of people aren't song or album people.
0: I'm absolutely not an album person. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Um both Crow, I love her style for, for her writing and stuff. But as far as like, favorite song, like, my favorite, like J. is an all-time favorite. Right. Um. But I think as far as like songs right now, I'm really enjoying. Right. Which is so cool. I like I have a whole playlist on my Spotify dedicated to my, like my friends. Just friends' music. I just want to listen to my friends' music and see what's up, right. how they're doing and stuff like that. Right. I have a full playlist for it. Um, but my, one of my top songs right now, and I'm not a romantic person, like I said earlier, I love the song Fallen by Patrick Britt, who is a really good friend of mine. He actually co wrote the third single that I'm coming out with, That's We Have Church Stuff. Um, it's called Playing It On the Wine. Okay,
1: I but
0: it. I absolutely, Patrick is a fantastic guy in general. Right. But this song, Fallen, he has written a love song that hasn't been said. I mean, he wrote, I love you in a way that has not been said, and I'm going to make you love me in a way that has not been said, which I just think is absolutely incredible, and it's genius, and, and you just don't find new ways of saying things in the anymore because everything that's been said has been said, and it's going to be said has been said. And so it's hard to find new ways to say things that you want to say, and nobody else has. And Patrick nailed it, and it's also super groovy. Super fun. Oh my gosh, you've got to check it out. It's called Fallen. F okay. A O O E N. Okay. Patrick Britt.
1: I'm, I'm going to write that down. Okay. i O N. I've never heard of it, so I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm just listening. I didn't know who it was or anything, but I'm going to check it out. Oh um, yeah, when
0: I start getting tired on road trips, I literally put that song on because I get in such a good mood. Right. And right. wake up. And obviously, clearly, like Patrick and I are good friends, and like the song was clearly not written about me, but I'm like, I'm already falling. Like I sing it like in that white girl band, like drunk white girl voice. Whatever, I'll be sober as a clam and I'll start singing it in that drunk
1: white
0: girl
1: voice. Right. And so So, you can't help it. Yeah, I got you. Um. So you were mentioning rap or anything like. You got a favorite um, uh, rapper or I don't know what they call it. Rap artist. For me, all time favorite. Neverbody gonna replace it. Eminem. Hundred (laughs) percent.
0: Even after he told all of his fans who were conservative
1: to screw themselves? Do what now? I'm sorry, I don't want even you to... After, even after he flipped
0: off the camera at the BET yep. Awards, yep. the BET Awards, told yep. all his fans to screw themselves? God, yeah.
1: and, Lord. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because if you listen to his stuff, it is different than what most rappers are rapping about. Absolutely. Because...
0: I think
1: that Eminem is a lyrical genius, and I think right. that, he... that, that is the whole point. That—that that is what I'm, he's. I love to hear what he's coming out because he—he he would. I have his books, and I was reading, it and he says that he states as um he has a Slim Shady part, and then he has a Marshall Mathers part. And for me, I'm not a fan of like if I listen to albums, I'm not a fan of the singles. I'm more of an album cut person and that's usually how he gets me in rap he just he gets the album cut and it's deep that he can't release to radio well Eminem's album cuts are far more
0: exquisite right. and not even for lack of a better word but far more internally like demanding as a listener than than any of his album or any of his singles and I think that and I was just playing devil's advocate with you. I love him, man too. I think he's absolutely fantastic. I grew up listening to him. You know, it's crazy. I had Akon's manager in my back seat the other day. Right. Um, I drive to a lift now.
1: Okay,
0: okay, okay. I picked one of his hotel, from the airport. And I told him how when I was seven years old, I was listening to, My stuff, they won't let me out. by Akon, and I was seven years old, and I felt like I could relate to that because I was grounded in my bedroom. And good Lord, did Johnny have a... I, his name was Johnny Wright. You know, I was right in the theater group. But right, right. he got such a good laugh out of that. And but no, but and Eminem allows his listeners. I was seven, six, seven years old, acting as if that I could relate to Eminem and and stand. You know, like right. writing your 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 favorite artist or whatever, and and puke and all that stuff. I mean, <laughs> bringing it back, throwing it back. you know, soldiers, soldier. Uh, I like Boy soldiers.
1: Oh man. But my
0: personal. Favorite all time rapper, um, it's 50 Cent. I don't know okay. why.
1: You, you I think like, it's a nostalgic you like that, thing. You like that ghetto rap, that hard rap. That's what it well, is. Well, again, you know,
0: I uh, I grew up playing basketball and stuff in the city, okay. and
1: okay. my
0: brother, I I used to watch like movies like uh, Eight Mile and Get Rich and Not Trying and stuff. <laughs> but I was always infatuated with 50 Cent's story. Right. I don't know why. Right. Um, I think. I, it, I really, I think it was the first time that I was really involved when I learned his name wasn't 50 Cent. Like 50 Cent was the first artist that I learned that his name was not his name, yeah.
1: Curtis.
0: Yeah. And I was like, his name's Curtis? What? <laughs> like, I thought it was 50. I thought his mom named him 50 because I was like seven, you know? Right. And, um, but I love the song Many Men. Many Men yeah, that, allowed I me. That
1: right, right. You yeah. what? I said, yeah, I've heard that one. That was a good one. Uh, out of 50 Cent. I don't, I don't yeah, know.
0: Yeah, but there's, like, there's quotes in that song that, like, I mean, yeah, he's talking about boarding and, and girls and, and the ghetto and getting shot and stuff, but, like, the, even though it's a true story, he got hit, like, I got hit, but he ain't effing breathing.
1: Right, right. And, like,
0: yep. you know, and that's obviously a true statement. Yeah. However, you can relate to that on a metaphorical level or um, on the diamond in the dirt, but I ain't found. I'm the underground king. I am the crown. Right. And it's like, you know, and obviously to him, that means something completely something really different to me as a seven-year-old. yes, yeah. But, like, as a seven-year-old white girl from the country, that means something completely different.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: But yeah. it's that's how music speaks. And and so, and 50, 21 questions. Oh, my God. What if I put Burger's a Burger King, you know, like, that, yeah. I love Burger King. He enthralled me because he talked about Burger King. I ate Burger King five times a week as a kid. My mom allowed me to go home after school every day in, like, the fourth, to sixth grade and get Burger King, yeah. like, which was great. You know, I loved it. And so, so I back to the flip burgers of Burger King, would give be a chance to friends if you're feeling me? And, like, I just, I don't know. Right. I just love 50 cents. Um, I love m and I love that generation. Um, a little bit of Nas, Jay-Z, um... Jay Z kind of grinds my gears a little bit now, but um, like there's older stuff, collaborations with Lincoln Park. No. I mean, they call me the White Nicki Minaj. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I want to do far. right. I want to do two more things here. Um, really short. Um, we're going on about wow, an hour and fifteen minutes. Okay, shoot. Um, I'm going to do is called Trade Me. Um, what I mean by that is I want to do the first category as music and the second one just what you're geeking out on at the moment so for this one i want you to give me a song i need to listen to i need to do homework on and i will text you and you text me vice versa what you thought of the song so i'll give you one um, it's off eminem's new album revival it's called oh what the, f- is the name of that song give me just a rose a rose <laughs> It's called A Rose. It's um, I mean, you don't have to, but how it is is you have to listen to the, the second to last song and then the last song is A Rose because they go together. I never do that. I just listen to the last song, A Rose. That is probably, I always considered my favorite Eminem song to be Stan, but I think this one beats out Stan a whole nother level.
0: Oh. All right, we're well gonna text that to me because I'm driving at the
1: moment. Uh, I don't uh, want to be on the telephone. What, what is what is your song to me that I need to do homework on? Well, I gave you one. It's Fallen. Okay, yeah, right, that's right. Cool. All right, I'll listen to Fallen in a little while. All right, next one would be. Well, I'm trying to think of another one. I'm trying to think of another
0: one. Hold on, come back to me on that
1: one. Okay. I bet you I can think of one yeah, yeah, more. Yeah. Okay. What? At but the, anyway. At the moment, what are you geeking out on? Or you just have, a, or you just have an obsession with that maybe nobody else does. Like maybe uh, your obsession—you knit, you you you—you um, you cook, you do this. What is something that that you're obsessed with at the moment? It could be a song, it could be a TV show, it could be anything.
0: Um, I think. Um, I mean, I've always been into fitness, but I think people are starting to learn that more so about me. Like, I'm not, I'm not set to, um, but I'm very much into fitness, thanks the box, And so I've been kind of, like, highlighting that a little bit more Uh uh, recently about, like, just another aspect of my personal life that I like to share. I don't niche. I like to sleep. I really like to sleep. I really like to eat. I love food. Oh I'm stupid. Okay. So I just started this new uh social media blog and brand. Talk mm-hmm. the locals with Carly and Willie. We're putting up our first video blog this weekend. Um, because I've been a little delayed on it just due to like house and reasons and right. weather and stuff. I haven't been able to go and travel and I got these places, but it's highlighting small businesses and it's for the locals with Carly and Willie. I'm sorry. Yeah, the locals w w the with for me and Willie dot wordpress dot com. The first vlog is already up, but the first video ledger is gonna be up of this place in Larchtown, Kentucky, Kentucky. And basically Willie and I just like travel, obviously. Right. So we stop at places that are locally owned and eat, you know, I don't always bring an inside with me. Willie's a better stop so I can, but I don't always. Um, it's kind of a pain in my butt. Sometimes if I don't need to. Um but I I like I'll order him something to go. But something that's signature from that location that would be like wow, so like we went to Bornstown, Kentucky and a French show up there, great town if you ever get the opportunity, it's the bourbon capital of the world. Right. But they have um this restaurant called Mammy's, locally owned and operated and they have this signature these two signature um these two signature two meals, the bourbon chicken sandwich and the bourbon burger. And so, Johnny Clark Blair and my other singer and songwriter that I was playing with that night, Tyler Branch, had the bourbon burger. I got the bourbon chicken sandwich. It's not a review, it's a highlight. So, if it wasn't okay. good, I wouldn't have, I'd never even posted about it. Okay. But if this is fantastic, I'm going to post about it and tell them that this location is here. And if you ever get the opportunity, you should stop. Cool. But it's not a review. I was like, oh, this place sucks. Oh, this place is great. This is highlighting small businesses in the United States across the, across the United States because I don't think that that's not enough anymore. So that's a new thing that I'm working on. We also have an Instagram page, the locals. Right. Um, hold on, I gotta double check on that and make sure I'm saying it right. Um, but I think it's locals, Harley and Willie, if I'm not mistaken. Locals, Harley and Willie uh, on Instagram and on Facebook. Local Carly and Willie and the Love post with Carly and Willie and same Twitter. Um, and so, yeah, that's just a new campaign that I've
1: been launching on yeah, YouTube. Cool, so it's kind of the new Bizarre Foods with Carly and Willie. Well, just not Bizarre
0: Foods. Just right, I, I got you, I got business.
1: you. Right, 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 I got you. So, yeah. one thing I'm really geeking out on, this will be the last thing. Um, I. I since I do a podcast, I listen to all this talk radio and these podcasts, and I, I really listen to that more than more than music, if I'm being honest. But the one thing that I'm right now as I'm obsessed with is this new podcast. It's called uh, "Stuff You Should Know." Um, they talk about everything from the assassination of John F. Kennedy to um, they go they just go back in history, and it's something that really stuff you should know about. Um, there was one. They were talking about prisons, how bad they were, and they were talking about how the longest jar, the one with Adam Sandler, was a correct indication of what a prison is actually like. And so that's just something yeah. that um I listened to and I really enjoyed it. Um, but like she said, you can go to the locals with Carly and, Carly Willie. and Willie. .com. Go check out those blogs. Also. Um, go follow me on Instagram and Twitter at I am Mr. Dylan Hodge. What's your Instagram and Twitter, Carly?
0: My Instagram is at RogersCarly. That's Rogers with no D because I'm a lady. And Carl with a Y. Um, so at RogersCarly on Instagram, Twitter, Carly, Rogers Music, Facebook. I have a website, um, CarlyRogersMusic.com. And then from there you can find the blogs and stuff with the locals and just
1: do side
0: projects. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what we're doing. So, excuse, I am not on yeah, and
1: Spotify and Google Play and Amazon? Excuse. All right. excuse, um, I'm gonna tell you, you're gonna listen once. Um, she released it a couple, probably you know, a few months ago, and I debuted on here. I listened to it once, and I had the song stuck in my head all day. Um, has a very good you know, excuse that I don't blah, 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 blah do and do tonight, something like that. Um, So it's going to be stuck in your head all day when you get it. So make sure you go get that and go follow. You ain't got to follow me, but go follow her. Go figure out her adventures with her and Willie, and I appreciate you being on here, Carly. Hey, John, thank you so
0: much for having me.